The Olympics are going on. You started watching yet? No, I haven't yet. Um, I will, though. I, I will glance at it. Um, What's your favorite event in the Olympics? In the Winter like, Olympics? I like skis with, like, guns on your back and stuff like that. Um, like, I don't know what they're shooting at, but. Let me get Very back to you small target. Not uh, each other. No. Let me look. That'd be a cool sport. <laughs> you could time. do it with, like, tranquilizer darts. It's called the Hunger Games. Yeah, exactly. Dan Wetzel is covering uh, the Olympics, uh, Yahoo Sports. Dan, what's up? How are you, man? What up, Dan? I am well. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I'm just glad you're covering that event from afar, honestly. <laughs> well, I was going to go, but, uh, yeah, the more you get into it, the less the less it made any sense to go. Uh, not fun. Uh, I don't know how many people are into the Olympics this year, mm-hmm. and uh, so many logistical issues, man. They're trying to have zero COVID. Um, <laughs> just, like, just like none. Which is so easy to do, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it was the, the – man. So like, they started COVID. They want to end it at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, they claim they've ended it. You know, I mean, who knows the hell knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have um, – no, yeah, I mean, you take all these tests to go, then you, you're wearing, like, one of those K95 masks everywhere, all times. Um. You're inside this bubble. You can't get out anywhere. You are you're go from your hotel to a venue or a media center. That's it. There's, like, no exercise, nowhere to walk, no uh, – I mean, it's – it's 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 uh, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but it isn't a lot of fun, right? Like, I mean, it's – I'm not – you're not digging for coal, but um, you got all of that. The four athletes are terrified. You, you get tested every day. You know, you can get thrown into quarantine or, or isolation for a false positive. You have no idea who's running these tests. The athletes are terrified. They don't want to stand and talk to you. I don't blame them. Um, you know, so that everything's kind of dis- – it's, it's, it's all around bad, right? <laughs> so, I was like, wow. yeah, I'll stay right here. Well, I'll so stay right here. What, what was the Chinese goal here? To, to kind of, Like, they think that they can – put a narrative out there about some of the things that are going on within the country, right? That, that are outlandish and hideous. And they think that they can tell you what they want to tell you and you'll just believe them. Is that, is that where we are? The, the number one goal of all of like, um, you know, all these kind of countries, uh, communist or totalitarian thing with like North Korea mm-hmm. is to, to control their own people and use things like the Olympics or um, whatever whatever legitimacy it would be to have, like, the IOC president or even if, like, our president had gone or anything like that to be like, look, see how accepted we are. See how they all all, all agree that we're great and, and go along with the message we're sending. They get strength out of uh, the legitimacy of having these events. That's why you'll – that's why – United States, Great Britain, India, Australia, none of them would go to that opening ceremony. It's why you, they tend not to ever want to have a, a, like a presidential summit with a dictator where everything's very, very scripted and what exactly gets said. It's all because they're using the visuals of, oh, look, we got all the world leaders to come here and watch our fireworks show and listen to us give speeches about how we're the greatest country. They use that to crack down. Right. So and- that's number one. It's internal PR, like internal. And then externally, yeah, they want to show, look at how powerful we are, look how awesome we are, look at how all the stuff we can do. 
Um, but that's that's secondary. And yeah, they're trying to hide their human rights crimes, but uh, and they'll do anything they can to try to do that. But it, this is all propaganda. The whole thing is is they never should stage these these things at these places. But the the international and the Olympic Committee is just just a an abhorrent group. And so for you know we were in Russia before we're here. This is the second time in 14 years. The last 14 years we've been in Russia once and China twice, mm. and we shouldn't be in these places ever. So you you put up the IOC uh, president and and you get him to say everything that you want him to say, which is when asked about genocide and all of those things, he simply says that those are political issues and we're not here to talk about politics, right? Ugh. So right. to to the Chinese. Um, um, government that that's been discussed and answered right so um then you've got this tennis player i don't know if people know about that that story i hope that they do but there was a tennis player that that accused um a high-ranking official uh within the chinese government of sexual misconduct and she disappeared and then suddenly she popped back up right and and now the ioc commissioner uh president said you know we'll We'll file charges on her behalf if she says that she wants charges filed on her behalf. But in a situation like that, who would ever say that? You just went missing. Yeah. Yeah, she can't. Uh, Peng, Peng Shua, she was the number one doubles player for a few years. She's won doubles at Wimbledon. You know, a, a, a fairly prominent tennis player if you're a big tennis fan. And, uh, yeah, she accused a, you know, a high-ranking guy of, of basically rape in a social media post and then disappears for three weeks, comes out, you know, in these videos that are on the state media of China saying, oh, and another social media point, I, I think it was misunderstood. I'm just resting with my family and all this stuff. So, yeah, if you get the, if you get the president of the IOC to say, hey, she's fine, she can move around and all that, that's the credibility that you provide the government to anybody in China going, wait, what, what happened here? You try to wipe out the news story and all of that, but the credibility of the outside is, is the issue. And when you get the president of the IOC, let alone like nobody else would go, right? That's, this is, I know people are like, what's a diplomatic boycott? It doesn't seem like it means anything. It's your, you're not, you're not having like some, you're not having your vice president look like a stooge up there. Um, we didn't go to Russia for theirs. You, you don't want to be there to give the credibility to whatever they're doing. So right. when they say, look, we, they have a group of people called the Uyghurs. They're this Muslim ethnic minority uh, that live in a certain part, kind of a, a rural area of China. And they've, they've created some noise a few years ago about trying to keep their, uh, not really uh, keep their kind of cultural heritage and maybe get some kind of freedoms and some independence. So they got absolutely cracked down. There's been murders. There's been, imprisonment there's been um slavery forced you know they call it forced labor slavery um there's you know a forced abortions uh, sterilization horrible 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 stuff when you get the ioc president to say well we don't get involved in stuff that's political po that's politics well that's like that's the chinese way of saying yeah see it's just a political disagreement but we have political disagreements in the united states too over all sorts of stuff right but we're not, we're not, we don't have that. And so, but by him saying things like that and them using the Olympics to do that, it, it sounds like, oh, this is common. There's always disputes between some people in a country and other people in the country. No, there's not, not like that.
You know, we don't. Uh, they're they're staging an Olympics right now in a country that has slavery. Man, that's, and oh. so it's like we go back in time to like 1850, and we're in Birmingham, Alabama, and there's a game going on, and you go, "Oh, I'm cool with all this. This is a fun game. Look how good the fireworks are." And you don't sit there and say, as a modern person, wouldn't you say something? And yeah, you, you know. But nobody on the Olympic at, committee right? is right, and I think it's. I got to think about curling. And then, yeah. and then the U.S. is telling their athletes to be quiet. It's complicated for the athletes. I'll say that. I yeah. don't know about it. It's complicated. If you speak, it's, this is very, it's very complicated because then you have these human rights groups. And some, some of them say speak up. Some say don't because you're going to make it worse. Because it's dangerous. Yeah, because yeah, your, your safety is in question. That. But, yeah, and, you know, and we didn't boycott. We didn't, you know, and, and I'm. I'm, you know, and again, complicated. Do you, do you have a government come in and say none of you can go? Do you leave it up to the athletes to make the choice? Are you better competing and trying to show the Chinese an American smile, the American way of life? Because you're, you know, they got, we have this great uh, figure skater, Nathan Chen, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's just a national, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. He's going to win. A lot of Chinese, a lot of people are going to see him. You know, do you, you project yourself to the world too? These athletes, so it's it's super complicated, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's it's it overshadows these Olympics in just such a rough way because it's just not you just can't really feel good about it. I, I I don't know how you get over just sitting there thinking, wait, there's there's somebody right now in, in doing slave labor in the same country mm-hmm. that we're supposedly celebrating. I just can't look at the fireworks when you watch tonight. It's a great show. I saw the thing this morning. They already did the opening ceremony, but they'll. They'll replay it. Yeah, it's one of those great opening ceremony shows, but you're just like, God, this is just, this is tough. This is tough. Wow. Well, and, I mean, it's important work that you're doing, shining light on the situation the Uyghurs are involved with. And it's like northwest corner of China, right? Yeah. Um, And, and, And I mean, look, I'm not going to tell you I knew a whole lot about them about five months ago when I started, you know, looking into this. But I actually think this can be a – a good example of like they're trying to tap this down and saying there's no issue, but I, I think most Americans think most people around the world are a little more like me. We didn't know what a Uyghur was, or you may not. This may be the first time you ever heard the term. I think it's definitely it. true with a lot of yeah, people. Right. And what so Mike Tarico actually to say let's look into this. Like do your own research. Yeah. Google it tonight while you're watching and look in. There's an incredible HBO Real Sports segment on this. Uh, in their most recent whatever one that you can find online or you can find on HBO, you know, horrifying. And I encourage all of that. We might as well use this to the benefit of, of like, we should use this as a chance to actually draw more attention to it. And it starts individually because I'm as guilty of, of not, I mean, it's just not something that hits my day-to-day life, and I'm sure most people it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But take that time and go, hey, you know what, this is awful. Because you watch these things. There's a million things up there. It's it's awful. I, I love the fact that Mike Tarico shined light on it, too. Yeah. They're, they did a good job. Like I said, they've already done the opening. You know, it's like Friday. It's already Friday there. Um, so, or Saturday, I'm sorry. Um, they've already done the opening ceremonies, but they'll replay it tonight in primetime. So but I have watched the broadcast. They did it at 7 a.m. this morning. And they have a couple experts. Um, they have a Yale professor and a couple different people who are 
experts on this stuff. And, yeah, NBC did a very good job, I thought, of going right to it. Because what they did is the, the Uyghurs are imprisoned. It's, it's, a, it's the controversial group. China has this woman who's a cross-country skier. They say she's a Uyghur. We, you know, we don't, I don't, who knows, right? But they bring her out, and she lights the torch at the end. I don't want to give away the spoiler, I guess, but she, gives, she lights the torch at the end. So they give her the most prominent spot, and they light the torch, and you go, look, we have, a, we have this. You, you say we, we're doing terrible to these people. Look at this smiling, nice woman. She gets the single most prominent thing that happens at an, at an Olympics. And that's their way of saying, look, no, there's no problem here. Um, hmm. But that, you know, that means nothing. By the way, um, Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports with us. Uh, by the way, greatest torch lighting ever has to be Muhammad Ali, right? Like, yeah. I was crying buckets when that dude went up there. Ali was incredible. There's been some incredible ones. Ali, do you remember Barcelona where the guy shot the arrow? Oh, yeah, that was dope. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Talk about pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the whole world watching, and you got to hit that shot. Now, it was a big thing, and. My guess is that is not a hard shot for a, a world-class archer, but I don't care. Like, <laughs> if I miss this, this will be the biggest blooper but, ever. Um, but, like, if Wetzel like, had the shot, right? Like, person. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's usually great, but Ali, yeah, incredible. What, what a moment he came out. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. There's, there are so many people watch who watch this. Like, And so, as like, part of the, you know, different countries have different things. We're not going to do that. In the, this is in the United States, but, like, in India, the government took the broad. They're, they're they're upset with China. They're part of their diplomatic boycott. Is they didn't show the opening ceremony in India. If you're in India, you get to watch it. So their way of being like, we're just going to shut this misinformation off, and you're not going to get to our 800 million. I don't know how many people live in India. I think 800 million to a billion people. Um, obviously, we would be. I, I don't want that in the United States. I don't want the government telling NBC what they can and can't show. But you get the point. Like, there's just it's it's a it's incumbent upon the people to look into what they're watching and what you're watching right now is not a sporting event it is extremely political and if you listen to the speeches tonight and you listen to the the imaging and and all the different things it's 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 very overtly political what's going on 1.38 billion people in India Okay, I under yeah, I was only off by half a billion. Nice, nice <laughs> hey, when are our curling guys gonna 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 start doing their thing? Curling's coming. They're well, they've got the the doubles. I, I talked to our favorite curler, um, uh, the one that uh, that grew the mustache. That was about mustache awareness. Is that the Aaron Rodgers yes. guy? Yeah, he was yeah. the Aaron Rodgers. His goal was to get Aaron Rodgers to tweet at him, which Aaron Rodgers did <laughs> to his credit. Um. Yeah, they're fired up. That so, and, and actually, uh, one of the flag bearers is the curling captain. Oh yes, John Schuster. So um, it tells you how big. It either tells you how we're kind of lacking stars on this American team, <laughs> or curling's gotten really big because the curler is one of the flag bearers. Um, also, kind of prominent job, but uh, they'll get going. Um, they're doing the mixed mixed doubles right now, but they'll do they'll get to the men's team soon. I think in a few days it starts up, but um, I'll be back for that. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think that, like it's the mixed a shot, it's mesmerizing to watch. It is fun. It mixed... really is. Fun. Yeah, I got a drink while I watch it, Dan. Mixed doubles and curling at the bar, like in Wisconsin, would be amazing. Like the brawls that would happen between the contestants would be amazing. 
Well, the guy with the stash, he did it with his sister last time. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm like, how that's bad right. is our curling? We got like a guy brings his like his sister bring. Like, like, that's it. We got one family. No. <laughs> we that's don't, right. like, it's not a brother and sister in like the pair skating. Like we have lots of people who do it, right? <laughs> or it's not like you know whatever else you would have on this. I need. I we need a woman. Oh, my sister. She ain't bad. Okay, she's on the team. Like we got. She ain't bad. <laughs> what, anyone know a woman that curls? Yeah, she's in the sister. Tuesday night league. Yeah, she drinks beer. She's, she's good. good. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I mean, back to the other thing, real quick on the way out. Uh, can you? I'm sure you can as a journalist. But wow. the, the the stories that are going to come out of this Olympics after the athletes are back home are just going to be fa- oh. fascinating. Well, oh, yeah. Well, look, so there's this woman who the bobsledder, she was supposed to be one of the uh, one of the flag bearers. And she, she uh, you know, she tests positive for COVID. And then she starts doing these videos. She's releasing videos from her isolation hotel. And she's training. She's trying to work out. She's stuck in this little room. And um, she's doing it for USA Today. She's putting this kind of video blog off. It's She's very accessible to the media. You can call her, and she'll, she'll talk to you for stories. So she tests negative, okay? She gets, you have to get two straight days, either two or three, depending. It's very nebulous how you get out of this thing. <laughs> but you so at least, at least two, two negative days in a row, and you can get back out. So this woman's like, her competition's coming up. She wanted to be the flag bearer. So she gets, two days ago, she gets a negative. So she's like, okay, I'm over the COVID. And she's asymptomatic. doesn't feel anything. She, you know, it's probably leftover particles or who knows what. And she does another video, round of video, and also the next day she gets a positive. And then she comes back today, yesterday and gets a negative. So it's like, is that positive or real positive? <laughs> like, what? How do you go negative, positive, negative on these things, right? So you can imagine she's sitting in there going, every one of these video blogs is getting me another positive. i got to stop doing these videos. Like, I right. can't imagine all the stories these guys are going to be willing to say once they – and they shouldn't say anything because who is doing this testing? That's what I was going to ask. I mean, is the Olympic well, Committee well, involved well, in regulating it? Yeah. Nathan Chen last night. So this guy's great. He's going to win – he should win the men's – Figure skating, he can do these. He can jump the quad. He can do five quads. This kid's great. Twenty-two years old, goes to Yale. He's great, great, really kind of nice guy. Just seems like a really nice guy when you talk to him. And he's like, I'm not going to opening ceremonies. He's like, I sit in my room. He's like, I got one more week. I just got to make sure I don't like. I got everything on the line. Basically, this guy's going to win the Olympic gold in one week, or he's going to test positive. Or oh someone's going to say he tested positive. He's so scared. He's terrified. And it's like, That's it's so just, sad. like you feel terrible for these athletes because, like, they, this guy should be on top of the world, right? Right. He's and enjoying every minute of it. But he's in isolation. He's in isolation. He, he goes, I will not. He didn't walk last night. Like, he didn't go to the oh, – yeah, I'm not going to open ceremonies. You should be able – this is this is part of the – when every kid sees this thing, you go, I want to be in that. I want to be in that mm-hmm. parade. I want to do this. I want to live in that village. He's terrified, and they're all terrified. And that's what th- th- this zero COVID thing is tr- is doing to the people. And you don't know, and you're getting it's, – it's like over-the-top testing. Man, in, in Japan, you had to do a spit test every four days, right? And I was like, okay, fine. 
you know, they, you, you, you'd need some kind of precautions. I get it. You could wear I mean, I was there. It wasn't that bad, right? You could still walk the streets of the city, sort of. They didn't want you on the subway, but you wouldn't want to, you know, but it was much more reasonable. But this is like they are just terrified, and I just feel bad because they worked their whole life. This is their big moment, and this is the Olympics they got. And it's like, man, this thing should be in, like, Oslo, Norway. We should be doing fine. Or, you know, this should be in somewhere somewhere else. And instead, you got a guy like that who should be absolutely on top of the world. He's mm. a, he is absolute badass skater. And instead, it's like, oh, my God, just get me through this week. And then I bet you when he gets back, it would be like, that was the best and worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports. Dan, do you think that it would be possible for a journalist or some kind of crew to travel to northwest China to see what's going on there? Uh, No. Uh, Well, there have been some, but they sneak in. So if you watch documentaries on it, you can – you can find them. They generally sneak in, and they've got hidden cameras and stuff. But oh, man. even in 08 when I was there, um, you know, it takes a lot. I, I did travel the country some, and you, it was it was hard to move districts. You But you could walk around Beijing then and talk to anybody. You could just stop people or go into restaurants, and it was fun. You got to meet the Chinese people, which is very different than the Chinese government, and the Chinese people get to meet you. And, you know, you may not get the full truth, but a lot of people don't want to tell, you know, you stick a camera in someone's face, they don't want to talk politics, right? But you get a (laughs) sense. But to go up there, no. They won't let the United Nations uh, Human Rights Department go up there. They're like, there's no problem here, but nobody gets to look. And they've got satellite images of the camps, and they've got people who are refugees. I mean, this is is, – you know, 20, 20 different gover- governments around the world, Amnesty International, all these different groups. Nobody, nobody's sitting there saying, hey, you know, it would be really good uh, if I'm Canada. Let's, let's declare China a, um, you know, let, let's call this out. This isn't going to help us economically. It's not going to help us politically. It's not, like, there's no motivation to do this. Like, we're, like, why would we do this unless it's true? Sounds like uh, have you seen Handmaid's Tale? When you see, when you mentioned districts, that, that made me think of that. Yeah, it's they can they can lock down for COVID. They can lock down. They'll lock down two million person neighborhoods for a, for a month. They'll shut down. They shut down a thirteen million person city from early December to late January cause, to try to snuff out COVID. Wow. Um, there was a day they had a a, a, a contact trace. They made. Uh, 600, it was an incredible New York Times story a couple weeks ago. It was like 586 people had to stay in an office for basically 60 hours. You just, you were not allowed to leave the building. Everyone in the office stays because of a contact trace. And so these people are like, didn't get to go home from work. This is a pretty funny story. There's two of these stories that were big on social media in China. One, a, a woman had her first date with a guy. Uh, and he was going to cook for her. And they, while they're on the date at his house, they lock the they lock down the neighborhood, and she's not allowed to leave. And she's <gasps> there for a month. Oh my gosh! Date with a dude, yeah, first date. And I hope they was, liked each other. Yeah, that sounds like a reality she show. Was not into him. She wasn't feeling it. No, oh. and so she. <laughs> And I, I kind of think it was his, I, I think she's the problem because she was complaining about his cooking and stuff. Like, listen, man, just <laughs> you can't he can't be complaining. Make the best of it. Maybe he doesn't like you, right? <laughs> um, 
another woman was on a second date, and the guy lived at home, and she went over there and met his parents. They had met on a blind date, and she was from, like, a different area, and they got locked down. She lived there for 30 days, same type of thing. And she ended up blogging it, I guess, or putting it out on their, their media and she really loved, really likes the guy and his family and called them like kind and considerate and they're going to get engaged. So there's a, there's a love story at the end of the whole thing. Wow. You know, this is what the Chinese, like you go, you go over someone's house to just meet them and it's like, oh yeah, you guys are living together now. Oh man. Oh. I'm, glad, My I'm, God. Glad I'm like flabbergasted right now by all of this. Unbelievable. I'm glad you're uh, reporting from here. Though. Um, I, I saw your article and I was like, please tell me he's not there because I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm worried he ain't coming home. I really would, but I'm quite pleased to uh, not be there. It's, it's, I'm good. I'm good. At Dan Wetzel on Twitter, must follow. We'll be, uh, we'll be following your stuff, man. Good stuff. Yep. Wow. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you later. There Thanks, he is. Wetzel. Guy's the best. Seriously, the best sports writer in the country. Yes. Dan Wessel. At Dan Wessel. Great storyteller, too. All right.